Good evening. Welcome to the PSI podcast. My name is Kat and I will be your host for this evening and on behalf of PSI Seminars, welcome to the call. PSI has been offering personal growth seminars around the world for over 40 years and each month on these calls, we explore tools and techniques from the PSI Basic course as a free resource for you in your ongoing personal growth and self-improvement. For those of you who are new to PSI Seminars and would like to find out more about the PSI Basic Seminar, you can go to psibasicseminar.com where you'll find information about the PSI Basic course as well as the dates and locations for upcoming classes. That's psibasicseminar.com. The topic for tonight's call is Owning Your Future, and your speaker for tonight is Ha'aheo Scanlon. Ha'aheo went to the PSI Basic Seminar back in 1987, so that makes this her 30th anniversary year from attending the Basic. She is a doctor of acupuncture in Hawaii and a phenomenal facilitator for the Paysetters Leadership Dynamics Program, or PLD for short. Ha'aheo, are you with us? Yes, Kat, thank you very much. I am honored to be asked to be on this call, and I really appreciate the opportunity to share what I've learned over the last 30 years, and specifically how it supported me in my life. And so in order to talk about how to take control of your future, I'd give you a little bit of background about myself. So as Kat said, I did the basic in 1987, and completed all of the courses that Sice Seminars had to offer. And life was going very well. Our future looked great. I was married to my high school sweetheart. At the time we had four children and are anticipating our fifth. And through the course of the years, I had two more children. So I have seven children. And 25 years ago, my husband passed away suddenly before our youngest child was born. And I really had an opportunity to look at the tools and techniques that Sci Seminars had to offer, and more importantly, to implement them in my life as I was raising seven children now on my own. And, you know, sometimes we hear the phrase, if life deals you lemons, make lemonade. Well, it was a turn of events in my life that came very suddenly. And I've had the opportunity to learn by being able to go back to the site seminars classes over and over again. I did PLD also in 1987. So it's a 90-day goal-achieving program. And my husband and I participated for five years before he passed. What I learned as a result of all the classes was how to be more resilient in this time of difficulty. And what I'd like to focus on today is that we have lots of obstacles in our life. And many times those obstacles could stop us in our tracks. And what I'd like to say is after 30 years of using this work and also through my studies of acupuncture, I've discovered something that really is practical and applies and has served me over the last 25 years, I'm sorry. And my son, my oldest son said to me, you should call this, I don't care how you feel podcast. And I said, well, that might be a little abrupt and not anybody would listen. But I would say that 
what's most important to know is that you have control over how you respond to your feelings. And as an example, when I first, when my husband first passed, the first year I will say was very difficult. But if you've ever worked with children, you know that they are the most resilient. And within that first year, I had my nine-year-old son say to me, Mom, we want to go to Disneyland because Dad promised he was taking us to Disneyland this summer. And over all the time, once my husband passed, I realized that I needed to teach my children tools so that they could be stronger. And so one of the things I decided was we keep a promise. And if dad promised, then I'll keep that promise. And I took my seven children. And during that time, I knew that I had to set aside some of my feelings and the way I viewed what we were doing because they were excited. Like my husband had only passed three months before and they were as excited as they could be about the fact that they were going to Disneyland. And in that experience, just that first year, I learned how important it was to maybe set aside those feelings, the, the upsetness that I was having in order to best serve them. A year later, I was asked to do a public speaking event, Forsyth Seminars, for those of you who are graduates, it would be a basic presentation. And I remember telling the young hostess that I was not the person for the job, that she needed to pick someone else because it had only been a year. Things were still very challenging and I was afraid I wouldn't do a great job for her. And she said, it doesn't matter. Whatever you do is fine. I just want you. And I said, it's possible I could stand there for an hour and cry. She said, that's fine. And so I showed up that night. But one of the things I learned that I've applied since then is this ability to use a tool that I'll share with you later that allowed me to take control of the feelings that I was having, to set them aside and be able to get up in front of a room full of people and share what they were hoping to hear what she needed them to hear so that they could make some decisions that night. And I realized in that moment that I would need to use this forever. This one tool that I sort of had heard in the basic, they touched on it, they used that, that example. I remember the facilitator at the time used the example for somebody who was dealing with a headache. And I discovered that I could apply it in this situation of, I might have feelings that aren't gonna work tonight. And not that I'm going to disregard them or leave them aside. I'm going to address them, just I'm not gonna address them right now. And I would, my son shared with me and he said, you would say that you didn't eliminate those feelings or ignore them or become numb to the feelings, because that certainly didn't happen, especially not in that first year. I was able to be have those feelings like a passenger in the car, not the driver of the car. And that has served me in dealing with raising my seven children 
and continuing to work and then going to school to become an acupuncturist and later to get my doctorate because there weren't always days where I was excited to have seven children at home and be going to school and studying and taking exams. Some of those things weren't necessarily fun. And I use this technique over and over again until I began teaching it in classes, at seminars, for people who found that they were experiencing a struggle and yet they were expected to perform some night or they were expected to be of service in some way and how they could learn to set those feelings aside and be more about what was happening at hand and go back to it afterwards, obviously, and not necessarily stop. Many times in life, we experience people who may have some bad feelings, may have some hurt feelings, may have to deal with forgiveness, and that stops them for years and years and years. In all this work that I've been doing with Sci Seminars, I have experienced people who will say, I haven't spoken to a family member for 15 years. I haven't spoken to my mother or my father or a sibling. I just don't talk to them. And then when we go back to what was it that started this, it's been so long, oftentimes they don't even remember the original event that caused the feelings to be controlling their life at this point in time. As I said, through my studies of Sci Seminars, I have been, also been studying as an acupuncturist and there's a discipline that I study called neuroemotional technique. And it goes back to how do we let go of all of the hurts that happened in our early life so from zero to four years old. And what the research shows that, that is that 50% of how our attitudes that we have today or our programs really come from that time in our life. And in this specific discipline, we look at from a scientific point of view, how to change the neuropeptides in our body to release some of those old hurts and pains from very young ages. And as a result in psych seminars, we do a lot of techniques, a lot of tools and techniques that are very, very effective. And I would like to share this one technique with you that I have used for years and years. And I, I even have people who have shared with me that by, as a result of using this one technique, they have now created their dream business. And so the technique is that you take this feeling that you have, and it's a very real feeling. It could be that you were hurt or you have a lost loved one or you've had a major breakup or you've had a divorce or any number of things, some kind of setback in your job. You could have been fired from your job, which has happened to me once. And I went back to that same place and volunteered two days later because of this amazing technique. And so you take and you take your feelings and really visualize yourself seeing those feelings in the palm of your hand and the size and the shape and the color and 
even if it has a smell and you just hold it there and look at how you're feeling right in this very moment. And once you've got that, like you've pulled it all out of you and you've got it in front of you so you can look at it from a very practical point of view, then my recommendation has always been to find the tallest coconut tree. Now that's because I'm here in Hawaii. I would tell you that when I'm traveling in California and when I'm in Canada, then I have to find trees like find the tallest pine tree. I had one gentleman say, well, I put it in the Maserati that was parked out front. And I thought that is an interesting picture. And the idea is that you leave all those feelings there. Like I said, not that you're numb to them, not that you're ignoring them, but simply that you're setting them aside for the moment so that you can handle and focus on the present, whatever it is, the task that you must accomplish right now, whether it be speaking in front of 200 people or just simply dealing with a five-year-old that's standing in front of you. And then my recommendation to all of them is that as you leave whatever event you're leaving, you are welcome to take those feelings all back with you just the way they are and take them home with you and deal with them as you choose. What has always been interesting is at the end, you are able to look at that event, whatever caused the feelings, you're able to look at the feelings themselves from a completely different point of view, almost as an outsider looking in instead of the raw feelings that you have inside. And as a result, you might deal with them differently. Through my work with NET, we also do that same process a little bit differently. And people share that they're able to look at those past events with a whole different light. Not that they are the driver of the vehicle anymore, just a passenger in the car. They might still be there and you're still able to drive in the direction of your journey in a positive direction instead of allowing feelings to stop you from doing some important event. And I would like to say that as a result of that one experience 24 years ago, when I was getting ready to do that presentation, an amazing series of events and opportunities presented themselves from that evening. And I have always used that as a benchmark for what's possible when we allow our feelings to maybe be set aside for a little while for the opportunity at hand. Thank you very much for this opportunity to share with you. Kat, did you have some questions? Yes, we sure do. Thank you for your teaching there. And before we head into the questions, uh, I just wanted to take a moment to talk to everyone here on the call with us tonight that if there are results that you really want to create in your life, at the PSI Basic Seminar, you get to really uncover your limiting beliefs and discover what has been holding you back from living the life of your dreams, whatever that is for you. The basic is an experience. You won't just be sitting in a classroom taking notes. Far from it, you will be immersed in powerful exercises where you get to explore who you are, what you really want, and how to get to where you want to go. If you have an inkling of wanting more for yourself and your life, then go to PSIBasicSeminar.com and get registered for the next PSI Basic. We hold classes in cities across the country, so find a location and date that works for you.
Again, that's PSIBasicSeminar.com. So let's go on to some questions. Uh, first up from ML, I truly need help letting go of my divorce. My heart says I'm over it, but my brain just won't let go. I'm tired of thinking about it, bringing it up in conversation, and everyone is tired of hearing about it. I need help. Thanks. That is a very interesting question. And I'd say my biggest recommendation, I am not sure if you are a graduate of the basic seminar or not. I know that there is a lot of work that I do with neuroemotional technique to allow people to let go of those feelings that are holding on to them. And at the same time, I say to every one of my patients, the basic seminar will give you those tools throughout the class and that you can go back over and over. And I know that it is absolutely possible to accomplish the results you're looking for. Next question, Kat. Yes, and um, she has not yet attended the basics. So absolutely, that's a great place to start. That's what I yeah. Yep. Yeah. Next from ES, I'm 73 now, yet still have times in my own life where I'm holding back, still waiting for permission to be grown up. I would recommend, as I've done for everyone, that you take the advanced seminars. If you've done the basic, then continue on to the advanced seminars because there are amazing opportunities. As in the life success course, there's an opportunity we say for you to accomplish in seven days what could take you seven years of your life. And at 73, I'd say, go now. I have seen the oldest gentleman I saw attend the life success seminar and our leadership seminar was 90 years old. And he said he was going because he wanted the rest of his life to be amazing. And he passed away three years later, traveling back and forth across the United States with his 67-year-old girlfriend, Kat. All right, next from DL. How do you get past grief from when people very close to you pass away? I keep thinking about them and think of the what-ifs. Their deaths have affected me emotionally. I can only speak for myself. When my husband passed, and even more recently, my mom passed away eight years ago. and in all those times i needed to focus out and take time to be of service fortunately i had my seven children so they were the service that i focused on most and even when my mom passed away she was the one who introduced me to Sai. and so i went back and went to a basic seminar that weekend after she passed and it's important to keep yourself busy to continue to focus on the future and what you want to do, what makes you happy. And maybe I think there was a talk I gave a while ago that said to have an attitude of gratitude. So write down, make a gratitude journal, write down all the things you're grateful for, having that person in your life, all the things you're grateful for that they would want you to aspire to, and then just gratitude for those things around us that we are thankful for every day. Yeah. Uh, next from SB, 
How do I even know what's holding me back? That would be an interesting question. And again, if you've taken the SciBasic seminar and gone on to your advanced classes, then maybe you have not done our PLD program, Paysetter Leadership Dynamics, because in that 90 days of goal achieving seminar, you have an opportunity or program, I would call it a program because it's 90 days of participating in your own life as you address anything that will come up for you as you're setting goals. You have the support of team members, you have the support of a coach to assist you in seeing what's getting in your way of going after those big goals and dreams. And the fulfillment of accomplishing them creates a whole new beingness for yourself and others around you. Okay. Next from TV, how can I do work on forgiveness? In the basic seminar, we talk about forgiveness as giving as before. And I know that just in all the dealings that I have been with patients who are struggling with forgiveness and things that I've taught my children from a very early age that in order to give as before, you've got to understand that if you're withholding forgiveness, you're only hurting yourself because the other person has gone on their way and lived their life and probably doesn't remember. So the first step might be to forgive yourself for your interaction in that experience and then to find ways to give. You may choose to give to the other person. You may choose to give in other ways. I remember a woman that I worked with and we got to the point where the only thing she could do was to name a plant after her ex-husband and then operate for, from forgiveness with that plant, with lays, with affirmations, with positive comments. And she literally did all of that with a plant as opposed to speaking to her ex-husband who she had not spoken to in, spoken to in years. Okay. Uh, next from RB, how do I find what it is that I should be doing to make a living by contributing to society? I would say that it's most important to discover what you're passionate about, what you love doing. Because if you don't love doing whatever it is, then it's not going to be something that's fulfilling. It'll be a job. You'll go to work. You won't necessarily love what you do. I know a woman who participated in psych seminars and was an accountant, a very, possibly a CPA. And then she decided that her passion was dance and art. And she was able to leave that job paying very well to pursue what she loves most and is extremely happy and has created a very successful career in that area of dance and art. Next from QK, what are some resources that will help me learn to better visualize and gain better focus while using visualization techniques? 
the Basic seminar sells a series of tapes or CDs. I'm sorry, I'm dating myself. I bought them in 1987 and they're cassette tapes. Now they're on CD and they assist you in the visualization process. And it really just takes practice. If you could discipline yourself to listen every day and visualize every day, even if it's just for 10 minutes, 15 minutes a day until you become very good at it. And then you will realize that you're actually visualizing all the time. You just need to maybe discipline yourself in visualizing positive things because you're always visualizing. Kat. Next from NS, why is it so hard to let go of the past? How do you know if you have truly let go of the past and what can I do to help myself work through the past and move forward? Again, I will go back to I, one of the things that if you are able to find a neuroemotional technique, NET practitioner, it is a process that can be handled very quickly and it is a little bit expensive. Or if you've done the basic seminar, then you definitely want to make use of the opportunity to go back over and over. I have literally re-audited the basic over 200 times because there is always so much and there's always something new and life deals you all kinds of different adventures. So to go back and revisit until you know that it doesn't have a hold on you anymore and I believe that the gratitude journal is the best way to continue to focus out and what you're grateful for, as opposed to dwelling on the things that are hurtful. Okay. Next from LS, how to stay motivated for long periods of time. I believe that it is important for the goal to be worthy of you. The only way to keep yourself motivated is to continue to set new goals, new dreams, new possibilities in your life, because we can get stuck in the whole hum of life. And having said that, having a buddy and having a coach for a period of time really support, can support you in even doing things when you're not motivated, because sometimes we're not. And if somebody says to you, well, let's get out, you said you were going to do it. So keeping your word is now more important than being motivated. And you get something done and realize, well, I did it anyway. So I don't know how much motivation is involved or how important it is. I know how important it is to keep your word and give your word to somebody else so that they hold you accountable to keeping your word to yourself and to them. Next from LB, I set a goal with an intention, but life got in the way. Was my why not big enough to keep me from getting distracted? I would say that's exactly correct. In the basic seminar, we teach a tool about 100% results, that you will get the result you want or you desire 100% of the time by following this one tool that we teach. And it's an exercise where, as Kat was saying, you're not taking notes, 
you're not listening to a lecture, you are experiencing what applying this formula creates a hundred percent result, always, never fail. And you will remember it internally for the rest of your life because you've participated, not just sat and listened to a lecture. Okay. Next from AM. How do I let go of past professional failure when similar situations crop up in my current role? One of the things that uh, we've worked on quite a bit is whether it's in work or in relationship that the same difficulties, challenges keep showing up because you haven't changed your behavior. You haven't changed your attitude. And learning to change the programs that you operate from will create a different result. Otherwise, you take you to all the different situations, places, workplaces, relationships, until you change how you see life, how you judge what's happening, or, not, or that you stop judging how other people are behaving. And it's an opportunity. So if you've done the basic seminar, if you have, I'd say go back and re-audit. If you have not, then the basic seminar will have all the tools you need to address that situation. Kat? Next from MS. How do we let go of all the old programs that keep running our life? First of all, I'd say all the old programs, many of our programs have been beneficial and continue to be beneficial. So I would say that we don't ever want to let go of all the old programs. We just want to let go of those programs that are not serving us. And the way to let go of those programs that are not serving us is to do those things in spite of the program saying, don't do it. So you have a program, it says stop, you know, don't say, don't approach that person. Stop, don't apply for that job. Stop, don't go in that direction. And yet, you know, that's in your best interest. That opportunity is there, but your fear, your fear of failure, your fear of not looking good, your fear of judgment might stop you. Then you need to go and address those. If you have a fear of heights, do a safe activity that causes you to jump off a 40 foot pole with harnesses and belays and allows you to jump realizing that the fear of heights is not gonna stop you anymore, as an example. Kat? Yes, next <laughs> from LC. I need guidance on inner peace and self-happiness and listening to my own needs through my heart, not my brain. My mind is always focused on my profession and others' needs, and meanwhile, I'm lost myself. I would recommend meditation. Do some sort of meditation every morning when you wake up. And at night, at least five minutes of meditation, being grateful for all that happened throughout the day. And then make a list for yourself of the 25 things that you could do to give to you. 25, even if they're outrageous, fun things, enjoyable things, anything that you would do to take care of you. And then 
every day or every week, whatever you're going to like, give yourself a goal. I'm going to do one of these things on the list. So write them all down, whether it's 25 or 50 things that give to you that, you know, some may call it a bucket list. And which one are you going to do today? Even if it's go for a walk by myself, go to the beach, go on a trip, do something to take action. And then you decide the interval, whether it's daily, weekly, monthly. Kat? Next from RP, I have so many ideas for the future that will elevate me financially and personally. How do I stop fear from paralyzing me? I believe that you just have to take a leap of faith. Maybe make a list of those and pick one. So don't not a leap of faith on all 20 of them today. Pick one that you absolutely know without question. And then you've got, at some point, you've got to jump and not let fear hold you back. And know that you only need to succeed 51% of the time to be successful. So in the event, the one you choose doesn't work out, it doesn't mean now you stop and let fear take hold. It means get up, dust yourself off, and pick another one. Jump again. And just, we need to keep jumping in life. There's a great video, I don't even remember who, but a great video on Facebook talking about you've got to jump. Chat. Uh, next from VL. My question is, how do you emotionally let go someone you still love? I don't know that you ever emotionally let go. I believe that you need to create a space, a safe space to feel and go through and process through those emotions and then determine if it is not in a good place for you to have contact with that person, then you've got to deal with those by yourself in a way that allows you to let go. Write down all the things that are positive about that relationship and write down all the things that are negative. We call that a Ben Franklin list about that relationship or why you're not in it anymore. Maybe it's not negative. Maybe it's just these are the reasons why I was in that relationship and these are the reasons why I am no longer in that relationship. And as that list grows and grows and grows, it'll allow you to be more objective about the relationship as opposed to subjective or feeling and emotional about the relationship. Okay. Next from LH. I know now that I have been living my life as programmed by others. How do I reprogram myself to own my future? You absolutely have to take one step at a time, like take a step, whatever it is, take a step and go do what you love to do. As I said, sometimes it takes jumping off a 40 foot pole. Sometimes it takes flying through the air on a trapeze. Go and do things that support you in choosing for you and let go of any fears that you have that you'll be judged by those people who you say have created the way you are up until now. 
Next from TV, how do I discover what it was in my childhood that has undermined my ability to experience intimacy in relationships? The two that I find more effective, most effective would be to attend SCI seminars and the advanced courses, including PLD, because in PLD, I know some graduates who have been through all of our programs and it isn't till they take the 90 day program with their buddy, their coach and a team that they discover not necessarily what it was in their past, but definitely what they want in their future. And as a result have begun creating relationships, building intimacy in their life and have now created a family with the person of their dreams as a result of breaking through. Figuring out what it was, what happened, is not necessarily as important as doing something different now. Okay. Next from CR, how do I create goals for the future? You need to write them down. You need to write down whatever it is that's important to you. And I'd say that one of the tools that we teach is to pick something on each side of your human nature so that you can be more balanced. So pick a goal on your physical side, something that you have not done up until now and not a to-do list, but an actual activity because the whole purpose of setting goals is to experience the person you get to become as a result of accomplishing that goal. So reading a book is a to-do list who do you get to become as a result of completing that book? Running a marathon and all the steps that it takes to complete the marathon are less important than who you get to become as a result of the fitness, the health, the quality of life as a result of completing the marathon. And on all different sides, so on the physical side, on the emotional or communication side, on the mental side of your nature and on the spiritual side or being of service, being a leader. Those are the areas where I'd say, keep balance and set goals on all sides and then find somebody that you really trust, somebody that you know cares about your well-being, and share your goals with them to see if those goals are worthy of you. Kat? Next from LM. How do I get habits I want to have to stick? Repetition. The only way to get a habit to stick is repetition. You must keep, and your emotional involvement to make those habits work. And it's a daily need to pay attention and diligence to make sure that you do it. And the best way is to share that with somebody you trust and care about so that they help keep you on track. So if you have children, it's important because they will make sure to remind you every day. If you don't have children, then somebody in your circle of influence that you trust and that you know cares about your highest and best good. Okay. Uh, next, I have another question from somebody who has not yet done the uh, classes. From ML, how does a person break free of insecurities and hesitations and just go for it? It takes practice. It takes 
diligent practice and doing it each time, maybe stepping up just a little and stepping up just a little. You've got to keep doing it though. It's not something you can just one time step out and then think it's going away. Every time you're, you encounter a situation where you have to make a choice, you've got to step up and continue to step up for the rest of your life. As I said earlier, you've got to jump. Yeah. And I'll add to that, you know, that the PSI courses give you a safe space to practice taking risks in your life, right? And the more that you practice doing that, then the easier it gets when you're going after the really big goals. On that note, we do have quite a few people on the call who have not yet done the classes. And uh, I was wondering if you could take a few minutes here to talk about uh, what the basic seminar is in our trilogy of classes so that the people who haven't done them have an idea of what they are about. Yes, I would love to. I would say that the basic course gives you an opportunity to you know, in our mission statement, we say explore, question, discover. You have an opportunity during the class to look in a mirror and look at all those areas in your life where you are already successful and maybe by learning a new tool or new technique, you can become more successful in those areas. And at the same time, you have an opportunity in the class to look at those areas that you are not experiencing the kind of results that you want and maybe by learning some new tools and techniques that you can become more effective in those areas of your life. And I think as Kat said, what's most important is it is a very safe environment of people that are really there focused on their wins and their goals and also focused on each other winning. And I think the cutest thing I heard this weekend, I've, as we said at the beginning of the call, been participating in Sci Seminars for 30 years. So I started out, which is close to half my life right now. We're a year away from it being half my life involved with Sci Seminars. And I have grandchildren. I have six grandchildren. I'm expecting my seventh. And two of my granddaughters attended the basic for kids this weekend. And my little six-year-old said to her dad, is this about the magic in your mind? And he said, yes. And he said, that's what Nana does. She works with people to experience the magic in their mind. And my little granddaughter said she thought that was the greatest occupation, whatever job in the world. And what I am so grateful for is that when I took this class 30 years ago, I did not even understand our basic concept of to think is to create. And knowing that my granddaughter at six years old, she is the fourth generation of my family attending Sci Seminars. And to hear those priceless words from her mouth that she is going to go to class and learn more about the magic of her mind was for me the most gratifying thing I heard this week about the work that we do in Psych Seminars. So in wrapping up this call, I would like to share with you, as you can see, I've been doing Psych Seminars for 30 years. I do believe 
it is the greatest seminar program on the planet. I hear people talk about the law of attraction. I hear people talk about the secret. And Psy Seminars has been teaching this work for 44 years. So for those of you who have done our classes, what I would say in taking control of your future is to go back and re-audit. If you haven't been in a class in more than six months, go back and re-audit a class. If you have not done the advanced seminars, go back to your city, re-audit a class, and commit yourself to attending one of our advanced classes. Because the seminars has the greatest seminar program, the greatest journey for your life. And you can get on and off that train anytime you want. But if you find yourself stuck as a graduate, go back and re-audit for free anywhere that site seminars is being offered and if you need to take a risk or take a chance fly to somewhere outside of your city fly to honolulu and combine psi seminars and a vacation on the beach taking care of yourself for those of you who are not graduates i recommend that you get to the closest soonest basic seminar you can find I would recommend that you get yourself enrolled and attend. The worst that could happen is you get your money back and the best that could happen is you live the life of your dreams, experiencing all the possibilities that are available and all of the opportunities at the most amazing level. Are there other classes to attend? Yes. I have only experienced my seminars, so it is the only class that I can speak about the value and the opportunity and the joy and the amount of support that you will experience from your fellow graduates around the world. So the takeaway, the other takeaway I have for you is I will do the technique again very quickly, but very clearly so that you can use it. So you are experiencing a situation where I'll use the example of myself. You are asked to be the public speaker in front of a group of 50 people. The hostess is depending on you to present topics that will cause the participants to take action. And you are feeling very sad. Maybe you just lost your job this morning and you're now going to go and speak to a crowd about success tonight. And so once you arrive, actually, before you even walk in the door, my recommendation is you take all those feelings that you have inside of you, all balls up, for your boss, for the job, for the career you've been in, everything that is troubling you at this moment, and you put that all in front of you in your hands. Like, literally, physically put your hands out. Feel the weight of this, whether it's a ball or this blob in front of you, the weight, the color, the smell, everything, and then throw it out into the universe as far as you can throw it at the top of a tree, somewhere far away from you. So you've separated yourself from all of these negative feelings that are weighing on you. And you will experience a lightness for that moment. And then find yourself in the process of focusing all those things that you 
the reason that somebody invited you to speak, all the successes in your life, because they haven't gone away just simply because you lost that job. And sometimes we say, when one door closes, another door opens. And that can absolutely be the case if you let go of all the negative feelings you're harboring, if you forgive and step into your personal power, step onto the stage, be the you that they see, they all see, the greatness that you can project. And at the end of the evening, when everybody's gone, if you really wanna physically take all of that back that you threw out there, Take it back and deal with it, and at least from a more objective point, point of view about how you see what happened to you this morning. Thank you. Great. Thank you for going over that again. This is a great call. Thank you so much, Ha'aheo, for sharing your insights with us tonight. My pleasure. Thank you very much for inviting me. Absolutely. And thank you to everyone listening in. We hope that you enjoyed the call and have some new tools to move you forward in the pursuit of your dreams and goals. If you are getting value from the PSI podcast, don't forget to rate us and post a review on iTunes. You definitely don't want to miss next month's call. It's scheduled for Tuesday, July 11th. You can register now at PSILive.com. And remember to ask your questions when you register. Again, that's PSILive.com. For those of you who are new to PSI seminars and would like to find out more about the PSI Basic course, you can go to PSIBasicSeminar.com where you'll find information about the class as well as upcoming dates and locations. That's PSIBasicSeminar.com. Thank you everyone for being on the call tonight. We appreciate you taking the time out to listen in. Have a great night.